Good morning. I'm James Holman from The Washington Post, and this is the Daily 202's Big Idea for Tuesday, July 11th. This is the second installment of our new audio briefing with key headlines and some analysis of one of the day's biggest stories. The big story today, there is a paper trail. Last night, the New York Times reported that, quote, before arranging a meeting with a Kremlin-connected Russian lawyer he believed would offer him compromising information about Hillary Clinton, Donald Trump Jr. was informed in an email that the material was part of a Russian government effort to aid his father's candidacy. The Times cites three people with knowledge of the email and says that the email to the younger Trump was sent by someone named Rob Goldstone, a publicist and former British tabloid reporter who helped broker the June 2016 meeting at Trump Tower. Other new details from people involved in arranging the meeting point to additional Trump links to Moscow. The Washington Post's Roz Helderman, Tom Hamburger, and Greg Miller report that the session was set up at the request of a Russian pop star whose Kremlin-connected family has done business with Trump in the past. Donald Trump Jr., 39, has now hired a criminal defense lawyer, Alan Futerfus, to represent him in the escalating Russia probes. Futerfus' past clients have included embattled politicians and alleged organized crime associates. In a statement last night, the attorney neither confirmed nor denied the Times story about the email, but he called the June meeting, quote, much ado about nothing and pledged that his client will cooperate. The bigger question now, though, is what did the president know and when did he know it? Administration officials who've spent months vehemently and categorically denying that there was any contact between the campaign and Russian are now trying to downplay the significance of an encounter that undercuts many of their previous claims. And that's the big idea for today. Here are three other headlines that should be on your radar. Number one, Senate Majority Whip John Cornyn, the number two Republican in leadership, said that Republicans are going to release a new draft of a health care bill this week and that they'll vote on it next week. Meanwhile, opposition continues to heat up as police arrested 80 protesters at 13 locations across Capitol Hill on Monday. And Senate Democrats are reaching out to Republican governors in states that have expanded Medicaid under Obamacare to enlist their help in blocking the GOP effort. Senate Republicans are still dour that a bill can get through. Number two, there's another FBI probe that should be on your radar. A federal investigation into a land deal led by Jane Sanders, the wife and top political advisor to Senator Bernie Sanders of Vermont, has accelerated in recent months, with prosecutors hauling off more than a dozen boxes of records from the Vermont college she once ran and calling a state official to testify before a grand jury. The Post, Sean Boberg and Jack Gillum report that a half dozen people said in interviews that they have been contacted by the FBI or federal prosecutors. Former college trustees said lawyers representing Jane Sanders have interviewed them to learn what potential witnesses might tell the government. The investigation centers on a 2010 land purchase that relocated the now defunct Burlington College to a new campus. The questions from government investigators suggest the investigation is focused on Jane Sanders, who denies wrongdoing. Number three, the Trump administration is canceling its search for a new FBI headquarters putting an effort that's dragged on for more than a decade to move out of the crumbling J. Edgar Hoover building back at square one. 
The decision follows years of failed attempts by federal officials to persuade Congress to fully back a plan for a campus in the Washington suburbs. The way they've been wanting to pay for it is to trade away the Hoover Building, which is in a really nice spot downtown, to a real estate developer, and then get Congress to put up nearly $2 billion in taxpayer funds to cover the remaining costs. And that's The Daily 202 for Tuesday, July 11th. You can read more at WashingtonPost.com daily 202. I'm James Homan. I'll talk to you tomorrow.